You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. All right, so today we are going to talk about how Warren Buffett likes companies that have this one specific trait. All right. So when you think about Warren Buffett, he is the CEO of Berkshire Hathaway, and they own a bunch of different companies. They own、uh, pieces of these companies:、uh, Geico,、uh, Seize Candies,、uh, Coke,、uh, Apple. Right, these types of companies and、um, a whole bunch of others as well. I believe the stock price is over three hundred thousand dollars right now、um, to get one share of Berkshire Hathaway. And、um, I, I, I heard basically a week or so ago,、um, you know, there's、um, Neil was talking to some, my my podcast co-host was talking to、uh, someone that actually invested at Berkshire Hathaway stocks when it was four thousand dollars. So now it's three hundred thousand dollars, and they, they bought a couple. Uh, not just a couple, but more than a couple of shares. So a lot of these people just made、uh, money off investing, right? You know, Warren Buffett is known as the the Oracle, and you know the one thing that he looks for when he takes a look at、um, you know potentially investing in a company or even buying a company is if the company has a moat or not. So a good example of this would be Seize Candies.、Um, you know, back in the day, Seize Candies was, was nowhere near the size that they are right now.、Um, they, they were doing well. And、um, they saw that Seas Candies was.、Um, they saw that it was a a really strong asset, and they had a lot of intangible assets too. One one part of it being the the brand. Especially when I see Seas Candies, like I know it's a respectable brand, and I know it's a premium brand as well in terms of、um, chocolates, right? You know, they took that business, bought it, and then it is what it is today. And、um, you know, part of the part of the way that you can have a, a moat is、um, something that kind of you think of a castle, and you think of the the water that surrounds it. That's a moat, right? The more Moats that you have around your business, the more defensible your business is. So, for, for example, Coca-Cola has a moat as well, not because it's the most amazing product on the market, but because it's one of the strongest brands out there on the market. Coke's brand definitely beats Pepsi's brand any day. There's other stuff that goes beyond that, but、um, you think about brand. Brand is a really strong moat, and nowadays, in terms of how you might approach that with、uh, with your business, is you create content. You look at The Gary V's of the world. There's a reason why we produce so much content too. There's a reason why we do two podcasts. There's a reason why we do this YouTube channel.、Um, those of you that are listening、uh, or watching on YouTube,、um, and it, this also gets repurposed to the Leveling Up podcast as well. You know, we're out there speaking. We throw our own events too. So we're out there creating content because the one thing that's very defensible is having a brand. And Bill Gates said in the '90s,、um, the, the CEO of our former CEO of, of Microsoft, founder of Microsoft, co-founder, he said that in the '90s that. Every single company out there、um, should become a media company, and then you're, you're seeing that happen nowadays.、Um, you know, actually, this is kind of similar. Warren Buffett sold 140 million dollars worth of all his newspaper businesses, right?、Um, because he saw those businesses as money losers. Now, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Those newspaper businesses have a lot of attention. So, if you're a smart business owner and you think you can actually leverage that attention, you buy those at a fire sale price right now, you, and you can basically say you're going to buy you're going to buy the attention, right? Brand is brand is very.、Um, It's very hard to copy someone else's brand. Nowadays, it's really easy if you build, you go out there and you build software. It's actually very easy to copy software. The features you can copy someone feature for feature, but the brand is something that's going to carry you for the long term. There's a reason why Kylie Jenner was basically 
able to become a billionaire, you know, people can say, oh, you know, she had a lot of help from her family and everything. Sure, she does, but like at the end of the day, she also was a big part in, in contributing to that. But because of her big brand, Kylie Cosmetics, it's not necessarily the best products out there, the best beauty products out there, but because of her brand, um, she was able to sell, I think, 51% of her shares for about $600 million or something like that, right? Brand is very defensible. That's, that's one part of having a moat. But a, another part is, you know, if you, brand is not just creating content. It could be creating software and giving it away for free. So if you look at HubSpot, they're a publicly traded company. There's a lot of other software out there that has um, basically free features or free products, also known as freemium. And Amplitude is a good example. Amplitude is an analytics product. HubSpot CRM, I was speaking to one of their executives and there was turmoil within the company when they decided that they wanted to um, go to this freemium model because they were charging before for, their, for access to their software at a very low tier. The executives decided that, hey, you know, we're gonna do this freemium model. We're gonna give um, a lot of our base features away for free. And once they get to a certain threshold, maybe once they have 2000 users on, the, on, the, on their email list or whatever, we're gonna start charging them for it, right? The idea is you get a lot of people in and then only a certain percentage of people are gonna actually convert, but that ultimately becomes your marketing channel because then you have something that a lot of people are gonna talk about. From an SEO perspective, a lot of people are gonna link to it. And so now you have something that's defensible, right? A lot of people are still too scared to do it. So I think now, now if you have a product, think about what's one element you can take to, to make it free. So for example, ClickFlow, the software that we have, we actually have splintered out features that we have, we made them free. And um, that way people can get free access first and then they can basically say, hey, you know what? Um, maybe later they can decide to buy if they want to or not, right? HubSpot, I mean, going back to them, you know, once they made that decision, it's not the only reason, but it is a big reason why they continue to grow fast and they eventually went public. And, um, you know, 99.5% of the company was against doing that. So all that to say is, you know, product-led growth, which is, you know, having a product giving it away for free. Um, you can go to 1kprojects.com, that's number 1kprojects.com. You can go to codecanyon.net, and you can go, you, literally you can just go buy you know, stuff that uh, maybe if you don't know how to code it, you can just go buy products that are out there that might be a fit for um, your niche. Or there's tools out there like outgrow.co where you can basically say, hey, you know what? Um, maybe I wanna build a calculator. I wanna build some type of widget where I can help people calculate things, like a mortgage calculator or something like that. At the end of the day, what you're trying to do is you're trying to control one piece of building a moat is awareness, right? Um, there's certain other other things that you can do. Like awareness, I'm talking about uh, having a brand. I'm talking about having a uh, a good product as well that you can give it away. That's one aspect of, of having a moat. Um, the other thing is uh, around having a moat is maybe you have... Um, Maybe you have the entire market cornered and you have all these deals locked in, like lifetime deals locked in with all these people where that's your most defensible thing, right? I would really encourage you take a, to take a look at Warren Buffett's annual letters to see kind of what they're doing and how they're thinking about investing. There's certain things that they avoid. Um, you know, they used to avoid tech stocks as an example because they, you know, they, they didn't think that they had an advantage there and they didn't think they really understood it and they thought you know, tech stocks were very, very fickle, right? One of the, the, the things around Moat too is kind of thinking about um, a mental model called circle of competence. So if your circle of competence is a certain area and you start to venture out of your castle, that's kind of away from your moat, that's how you start to get defeated there, right? So a lot of different ways to skin a cat here. What I would recommend um, to kind of understand moats better is to really read the annual letters. They're not that long, I mean, but, and it's also good to understand um, you know, what's going on in Warren Buffett's mind and also Charlie Munger's mind as well. And um, so that is it for today. Let us know in the comments what you think in terms of what other moats there are um, that are available. And don't forget to check out the next video over there if you are watching a video right now. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe whatever platform you're coming from, and we'll see you tomorrow.
You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.